0: Welcome to Thrive the Agency Scalar podcast. Today we're talking about social success, and I've got Carrie Kirpin here. Um, Carrie and I actually met at the, women, the Million Dollar Women's Summit in New York City a while ago. And um, for those of you who don't know, um, Carrie is a digital media thought leader for sure. She's a keynote speaker, she hosts the amazing podcast, All the Social Ladies. Um, she actually just authored a book called "Work It: Secrets for Success from the Boldest Women in Business," and she's obviously the CEO of Likable Media. So, Carrie, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I was very excited to be here. Well, so so you and I met at this um, great summit where there were about two hundred women who were aspiring to kind of cross that million-dollar mark or had already yep. done so. Yeah. And um, one of the things that when I reached out to you afterwards uh, that I really loved was that you brought your daughter with you and she's I what, like, 13?
1: N- you know what? She's 10. My oh, she's oldest. 10. Okay. Doesn't she look like she, she does? OK, she she she's 10, smarter. but she's like a woman. It's a very strange phenomenon. And I <laughs> don't know what to do with it. That's a whole other conversation. Okay. But she's like she looks like 15 years old. Yeah. She's 10. Yeah. But yeah, she's 10. She's my middle
0: child. Okay, got it. So what was really cool for me being in the audience was sitting there and watching her kind of looking up at her mom, and then you brought her up on stage with you and yeah. you were talking about her, how amazing her Instagram account was. Yeah, And for a brief moment, I just kind of thought about what it was like for her to be in that moment and looking out at all of these women who are really driven and really passionate about their businesses and like what a gift you've really given her, um, you know, in that moment. So I just wanted to kind of say thank you for, for doing that for her.
1: Thank you. You know, it was interesting. Um, kids are all different and, that particular daughter, Kate, uh, is really interested in this sort of stuff and the kind of movement that we are all working towards together as women. Mm -hmm. And so she really loved it. She loved even the panel before my speech. And then when she got to see me speak, there really was something very special about that because they don't often get that experience. So it was wonderful to have her there and have her see what women can really do, especially when we
0: support one another. Right, right. Um, So let's dive into this a little bit. We're talking about social success today. And, you know, there are so many different types of agencies in the creative media and and tech spaces um, that don't necessarily focus on social as a service like you do at Likeable. Yep. So to me, they're kind of like in the category of any other brand or client. So what I want to start off with was at a high level what do we, what do they need to really understand in terms of content responsibility?
1: Yep. So I think agencies, You over time, there are shifts in terms of what, what's in favor and what's out of favor. So you're either a generalist and you try and do everything. Or you're a specialist and you do one area really well, and many many generalist agencies or agencies that are marketing agencies, PR agencies, all incorporate social. And the reason that they do is that social is a, a, really an extension and an arm of every every uh, type of marketing. Social can support or help, um, or it can be a social driver. Right? It can drive it can drive a campaign forward or it can be a support. For those of you that are working in a space where social is part of what you do, but not all of what you do, I think that the key is about listening. Uh, It's really about understanding how to use social as a listening tool to dictate what type of content will work and why. Now, that doesn't mean that every tweet needs to be taken seriously and you need to look at something, you know, and say, oh, I need to immediately shift my strategy because this one person on Twitter doesn't like this image. Right. Um, but what it does mean is to look at what your target audience, the audience of your client, um, what they are responding to generally beyond just your own client, what they are Talking about what they're interested in, and then how can you make your content that you are creating um, really not so much of an interruption into that conversation, but more of like an addition to or an intermission, a break from what's going on in the world? How do you make the content fit within the lives of the consumer once you shift that?
0: Yes, yes, exactly without interrupting them. Right. Um, So you have this concept called like the three S's, simple, shareable, and short. And I think that um, it would be really helpful for agencies to understand, like, for them to become great storytellers, they also need to keep these other things in mind. And and so how do you kind of balance storytelling with keeping things simple, shareable, and short?
1: Well, I think you if you get good at social, you are able to um, say things in very few words or use a picture that tells multiple stories within one image. Or if you're using video, you know, keeping something really short. The key is to learn um, how to edit your, I think, how to edit your own greatness. You know, we all have this great idea and we're like, okay, we're going to tell this story and it's going to be long and all of these things. And then you have to really remember, cut it then cut it again, then cut it again to get to the space of simplicity. Ask yourself how you could tell the same story in fewer words. Ask yourself how you could make an image less complex, how you can make something, uh, really
0: simple and easy to share. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, now when you work with any brand or business or client at likable, um, how do you determine like which platforms you're going to uh sort of invests resources uh, in yep. terms of content creation and ad spend and all those things like yep. I know it's not formulaic but like how do you approach that at So it's a combination of things. First
1: you want to be where their audience is no matter what. So if there's if there is um a brand that is really, really hot and specifically for Gen Z. I would consider Snapchat even though I find their ad platform to be, you know, not uh, say, can as can comprehensive. <laughs> yeah, shit. So um so and then I want to look at so first where the audience is and second how um effective and how 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 useful is their ad targeting. So when you're looking at things like Instagram and Facebook, they have the most complex and most um, effective ad platforms out there today. So the types of units you can run uh, are great. But if the audience isn't there, then you have a challenge. Now, fortunately, Instagram has made a pretty significant rise. So I almost always look at Instagram as an important piece of a puzzle. But sometimes you want to look at something like LinkedIn. And I've seen LinkedIn step up their advertising efforts. So You know, if you're looking at a really good B2B strategy or looking at something like that, I love what what LinkedIn has been doing lately. So it depends on where the customer is and where the effective ad targeting is.
0: Mm -hmm. And so you really think that that LinkedIn um, has changed enough to where it's it's become effective for B2B?
1: Not only do I think that LinkedIn has changed enough, I think they will continue to evolve. Uh, I think that the recent data breach with Facebook is only going to help LinkedIn because of the premium accounts that they offer. Uh, they have a different model. And so I think that that will be really beneficial for them. And if they have the right effective leadership, I think they're going to go places um And so I've seen it, you know, what, what people see when they see LinkedIn is that the cost per click is much higher and, Oh, and people are only there for spam. But if you're able to produce great content there, like native video on LinkedIn
0: works really well. Oh yeah. Yeah. I see that even with this show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
1: These types of shows are perfect for that type of thing. Uh, native LinkedIn video has been great, great for us too, as an agency and great for our B2B clients. Right.
0: Right. Um, so my, you know, sort of like personal favorite aspect of social has always been active listening. I'm, I'm, I think I'm a pretty good active listener. Yeah. Um, So I know that active listening sort of back to what you started off saying in the beginning that can help you learn a lot about the, um, the customer personas, the buyer personas, um, that really comp- comprise your audience as a yep. brand or as a client, right? So um, are there specific types or categories of insights that you can talk to? Like, what can you glean from these um, different active listening tools?
1: I think that what you can, lo- you, so what I can learn from active listening, when I'm actively listening in the areas and categories that I look for. Okay. Just wanted to make sure I was actively listening. Together. Okay. So um, I look for... Um, first like what's really interesting to them in the moment um, so what so I'll look at what's trending it doesn't mean by the way that every brand should hop on what's trending I just want to know what's interesting what's interesting to them and why um, I also want to know what brands in that space not even it doesn't have to be a competitive brand just in the space marketing to that same world um, what brands are doing really well and why what they're saying uh, and how how people are reacting to them. I also wanna look at language. I wanna see when they're speaking, how they're speaking, how are they not only interacting with each other, but interacting with brands. And and then really I wanna look at just overall behavior patterns. I wanna see um, what what type of uh, things that they're doing. Are they working, are they playing a particular game a lot? Are they um, talking about a, a show that's really interesting to them? How are they consuming media? You know, I really get, I want to see what a day in their life is like. Mm-hmm. And I think with active listening on social, you can really get that.
0: Right. And so from the standpoint of a brand kind of listening to their own audience and maybe um, the audience is um, complaining about some some bug or some feature, if it's a piece of software or um, if it's a product, um, maybe they're talking about the fact that um, if it's like a food and beverage product and like, oh, I wish I had a peanut butter flavor of this, like that kind of thing. Can that, do you feel like that's a great way to inform like new product development or new features or or things like that?
1: Yes, I think it's one element. So I think that with social, uh, you have the opportunity to ask your community anything. And I think that you should ask your community, you know, what are they interested in? What new flavors, what, what would they like to see? Um, And then remember that, you know, the internet is a place where people feel free to say all kinds of things too. (laughs) Right. right? So you have to weigh balance it. Yeah. You got to, you got to really weigh all the conversation. That's why I say like, you don't have to take every single tweet, every single comment literally, but you do need to take it kind of seriously. You need to weigh it and see if it's important or not. And then how you can incorporate that into your strategy.
0: Right. Right. You have Um, to look for themes. Right. Right. And then just distill that information down and see, like basically put it through a filter, like what's most important. Exactly. Got it. Exactly. Okay. That's great. Um, so we're starting to wrap up, but I'd love to kind of leave our agency leaders, um, who are listening and, and watching this with like your top three tips, um, about how to sort of learn more about their own brand, learn more about their competitors, um, maybe testing different formats. Like what are, what are the top three things that you would say to another agency owner, um, when it comes to doing social successfully? The
1: top three things I would say to agency owners when doing social successfully. One for their own company. For the oh, for for an agency.
0: Yep. Great.
1: Okay. Um, first of all, look at who is doing it well. Um, so look at people who inspire you and have like a golden uh, arch of like where, golden arch McDonald's. <laughs> um, have a, have somebody who's like the mecca of marketing. Watch what they do, and then don't do exactly that.
0: Right.
1: Take it. And use it to inspire your own path. Okay, let it inspire you, but not define you. So I look all the time at what great people are doing. I'm constantly impressed, even though I'm nothing like him, by what Gary Vaynerchuk and VaynerMedia has been doing. I would never execute their strategy. But it often inspires me mm-hmm. to go in a different direction. Sometimes I look at something, I say, okay, that's not what I would want to do. I'm going to try something this way. Um, the second thing I would say is to always be innovating around how you market social. Um, Social media is an always on thing. You're producing lots and lots of content. And in order to make that profitable in your organization, you really have to think about how to create systems to make that work. So don't just relegate social to like one or two employees in the office that are off in a corner and probably just out of school. Like really, if you're gonna offer it, take it seriously. And then I would say, uh, don't underestimate the importance of establishing content pillars, really, for each client understanding what's their lane, what's kind of not in their lane, and sort of sticking to that within, you know, there's certainly little areas where you can play, but really try and and make sure that you're defining like this is where we go, and this is where we don't. And it will help you create content faster uh and just really not only faster but just have it be more appropriate avoid avoid misses that you can have when you're not fully really dedicated to the craft and read. Read, 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 read what great brands are doing, read about new things that are happening with Facebook or new things that are happening with any of the networks. Lots of reading.
0: Yeah. Going back to the second tip that you had, um yep. you know, not using like your yeah. your summer intern for your social. Yep. Um, I can't tell you how many agencies I come across that are like, well, our secretary could do it, or yeah. our receptionist, or our summer intern. And if you I, I just feel like it's so hard to move the mindset and shift that mindset of it's not that important because we're just posting a couple pictures of our office, or you know, it's almost like there's no strategy. So I don't know, there's um it's just really hard to kind of move that mindset. And um, I'm just wondering, like, is there a way that you, you would typically think about, um, maybe using different platforms for different purposes, specifically for agencies, like one kind of like a behind the scenes platform, uh, maybe Instagram is used for that. Like, do you kind of mix it up yeah. in that way?
1: Yes. So they're all, all platforms are cross-functional in terms of how we use them, but you'll see on Instagram, there's much more, um, kind of talent and culture stuff excuse me, behind the scenes, um, what what it's like at likable. Facebook is much more like when we have a white paper or we want to show our thought leadership and we want to advertise that. Same with LinkedIn. Uh, We use it that way. And Snapchat is just pure fun and to show that we're there and and know how to use it well and the team loves it. Um, I think that it can be a very effective marketing tool for an agency, and I also think if you're selling social media as a service and you're selling social media that it can give a return to businesses, because ultimately that's what every business wants, right? They want to be able to have a return on what they're spending. Um, you have to know how to do the same for your agency. So when somebody goes to an agency and they see that their social is total shit, then it's like, well, I'm really gonna hire them to do my social. So I think that's why you need to A, pay attention to it and B, test it. Like we've we've done a lot of things to get a return a lot of different things, but, um, specifically using white papers or, um, eBooks, any stuff like that. And then downloading, using some inbound marketing tactics through social have worked really well for us.
0: Right. And I think also just, um, as like a last thought from the recruiting standpoint, you know, candidates that are looking a lot of millennials or, or younger, um, looking at all of these different platforms and deciding like, is this a company that I want to get on board with, you know? So what are, you know, that lens of looking at it from their perspective to say, um, is this is this a place that I would want to work at? You know, what am I putting out there and what am I conveying to that potential candidate?
1: Absolutely. The, you know, the more you update in social, the harder it is to hide who you really are. <laughs> Which and is a so thing. I think it's, it's exactly. Um, so I I like our team to update a lot and, and play. You know, this is an area when you're marketing for an agency, you can really play. Right. You know, it's not like you're a brand that people are searching all the time waiting for the next crisis to happen. You can just be. And play and showcase and document your goings on at the agency. One of the reasons people love to work at agencies is the culture, is the feeling of this kind of fast paced, cool environment. And I think for
0: us, you know, giving
1: using social as an opportunity to showcase that is really fabulous.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Carrie, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. You are so it. You're awesome. Yay, you are too. It's a mutual love fest. All right. Have a great
1: All day. All right. Thanks, love.